from Studio 4 in Marquette University's Johnston Hall. This is Sports Talk with your host, Nick Ormsby. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk. I am joined today again by Austin Rook, the most knowledgeable sports person I know outside oh, of Marquette stop. University. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get right into it. MLB World Series Game 2 was last night. Quite the stunner. The um, Astros ended up winning 7-6 to six in the 11th inning, I believe. Yep. What, yep. Uh, what do you have What it takes on that game? I know it was a pretty powerful game, pretty offensive game, a lot of home runs. What's, uh, what's your take on it, Austin? Well, if there's, any de- if there's any evidence that the balls are juiced – uh, this year, then then that would be it, right? Yes. Every other, it seemed like every hit was a home run for the for the first what uh, eight or nine innings. All, all the Dodgers hits were home runs. Now, I mean, it's it's preaching to the choir. Everyone thinks that the, everyone thinks the balls are juiced, right? But right. I mean, the talking pure spectacle wise, that game last night was probably one of the best World Series games ever played. Mm-hmm. Maybe ne- maybe next to Game Seven last year, which was an absolute, absolutely right. incredible game too. Um, but I mean that th- that game had everything. It had uh, weird defensive plays with that ball careening off Chris Taylor's cap in the uh, on Bregman's RBI hit uh, that gave the Astros the lead, one nothing. Uh, you've got uh, Puig nearly running a running a ball down in the corner. Um, you've got and throwing his glove up against the fence because he couldn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the home runs. You've got Bregman snatching a line drive uh, at the end of the game that could have been a double into the corner. Um, the, ga- the game, and then you've got the play at the plate when the Dodgers tied the game in the ninth. You've got right. is ev- that game had absolutely everything you could ever want in a baseball mm-hmm. game. And if, Quite like the classic. That that's why, that's why the people I, when I encounter people that don't like baseball, um, just uh, if you're if you're looking to get into the sport of baseball, then you don't want to start watching the regular season, because a lot of those games are very monotonous. Um, I've right. been to a lot of them. You've been to a lot of them. Right. Um, where and especially National League games when there's a, as much switching and pitching changes as mm-hmm. there are. You get into a playoff game and there's that there's that but it it's it's added intrigue because all the crowds are sold out. Right. You've got celebrities in the stands, you've got guys that are playing that much ab- uh, that much above their normal level that it's just it just makes for an absolutely uh entertaining game of baseball. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. There's nothing better than a World Series game or even a sellout crowd game. When I was working for the Brewers this over this uh, the summer, I know you were working for them too. They, when the Cubs came to town, the stadium was absolutely electric. I mean, it yeah. was mostly Cubs fans, which is a little <laughs> yeah, annoying up in Milwaukee. Yeah. But those games are the most electric baseball games that I've ever seen or been to, and there's nothing that really tops it than a big rivalry, a sellout crowd, mm-hmm. fans that are 100% into it, and that's what you get in the World Series. Fans are going to be diehard for their city, trying to get them, trying to push them to win this game, and. We've seen that in almost all home games this year, especially last night, in that whenever any a home run was hit, the entire stadium just erupted. Yeah. And it really, really pushed – I feel like it pushed the Dodgers to it, but given that the Astros came back and won that game, their crowd was never out of it. They and were the thing is, right behind them. is that people will say that – in talking about the whole series as a whole right now, uh, you're looking at Houston potentially being down to nothing if they lose that game last mm-hmm. night. But they were also, I mean, they were down, they were up to nothing in the last series. 
uh, and then down 3-2, there's right. no reason why they couldn't sweep their home games. Right. They did that in the last series. So, I mean, usually when you get down 2-0 in the World Series, it's a huge hole, right? But for a team like Houston that was going to go back home, right? I don't think it would have been much of a problem. Um, but yeah. now that it's 1-1, I think I truly, really think that this series is going to go 7. I really th- – these teams are looking at over the course of the whole season – you're looking at the two best teams in baseball. Right. And how often have we had two 100-win teams in the World Series? Almost never. So you're looking at uh, the two best teams in baseball minus Cleveland's 22-game win streak, right. whatever. They flamed out in the first r- in mm-hmm. the first round. So, so um, you know, <laughs> Red Sox did too. <laughs> but but, um, but uh, you're looking at, over the course of the season, the two best teams in each league. And – um, it, it's making it's going to make for a whale of a World Series, one of the best that we've seen. Right, I 100 percent agree with you. In my lifetime, I don't think I've ever watched a better. Maybe World 2001. Um, maybe I would say when the Red Sox broke the, broke the curse, that would probably. I'm talking as a year. but I, that was good for that was good for me right. or and for Red Sox right. fans. But that wasn't a great series. I'm talking great series okay. games, that, series that go seven games. Uh, you're looking at yeah, you're looking at like. Series like last year, you're looking at Royals Giants mm-hmm. from 14. Right. You're, it, this series could be that good. I would 100% say that a seven game series in this would be probably the most entertaining sports we're going to see throughout the next year, almost. Mm-hmm. I, anyways, in I that, think baseball game sevens trump basketball game sevens when you're talking NBA. Right. NHL game sevens are, ver- are, are different. I would mm-hmm. say, in a, and it's kind of, and hockey's completely different. You're always go on, always, always on the move. Always going, they're stopping. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, baseball is up there when it comes to game sevens, just mm-hmm. because uh, um, it it just it it makes a sport that's otherwise monotonous raise up a level. Right. And I it's would something we. Agree. I know you can't make a game seven atmosphere for every game of the regular season. There's no way. But. Um, and I think hockey kind of does that to an extent because it it's really always so fast paced. Depends on the fan base in that sense. Yeah, so you got fans I, I guess it, it kind of crazy all the time. But, but yeah, I mean, you're looking right. at you're looking at teams like that where all the and um, where they do make it kind of like a playoff atmosphere mm-hmm. all the time. Detroit's another one, right? Um, you got teams like Tampa Bay where fans yeah. are going because they're playing really well right now yeah you got those front well it's like the miami heat and in, in, in the nba they right. they would leave after uh, when their team's down 20 and then try right. to get back in the back in the arena when the, when they come back eventually when they had lebron mm-hmm. but um yeah i think it ta- game sevens in baseball take an otherwise monotonous sport and and raise it up a level and i think that's what may, that's what might put it on par with a hockey game seven mm-hmm. to be honest with you i agree with you all right so game seven we're talking about so you think it's going to go to seven? I also agree. I think it's going to go to seven. What uh, What do you think the next six ga- five games are going to play out as? You got three in Houston, and then two coming back into L.A. Houston said they needed to win one before game one. They said we have to win one in L.A. to start off if we want to listen, do anything while we're back in Houston. Listen, I think Houston takes two of them, and I think they go back to L.A. up three two in the series. Okay, but I still think the Dodgers take it in seven. Okay, and I. Because Kershaw's probably going to pitch once, maybe two more times. Right, if they really need and him he in was game seven. so good in game one. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Keuchel, who was good, but not as good as Kershaw. Right. Uh, and, you, and you're looking, and you're looking at probably Verlander right now is pitching better than Dallas Keuchel, 
and he pitched game two, which means he's probably only going to pitch one more time. Right. Whether and uh, maybe he'll come out of the uh, the bullpen and like a Keuchel started game seven. Okay. Uh, game seven. Right. But you're not going to get more than maybe three innings out of uh, two or mm-hmm. three innings out of a Verlander, and you're looking at Keuchel who has been okay in the postseason, but not his dominant self. So I would probably give the edge to the Dodgers in a potential Game 7 because they could have Kershaw going. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have Darvish, who's been really good lately. They could have him going, or they could have Rich Hill going, right. depending on how the rotation shakes out. Right. Um, in the next couple of games, I know the Astros will probably have Morton go tomorrow in Game 3. But uh, you might have, yeah, you might have to look that up. Darvish and um, I think it'll be Charlie Morton, but I I, remember the last. But Morton's been pitching pretty well too, and he he shut down the Yankees fairly well in two games. So, Mm -hmm. um, and he was really good in Game Seven. So, um, I probably have to give the edge to the Astros while they're at home, um, toward the back end of their rotation. Alex Wood was not good against the Cubs. Um, So you're looking at. Astros going up three two, but then you're getting into the uh, Kershaw pitching again, and I, I don't see him beating him, uh, beating them. Even, even though Kershaw has the history in the postseason where he hasn't mm-hmm. been that great, the right. last few starts he's been really, really good. So right. I, I have to give the edge to the Dodgers in a game seven. The I I agree with you that uh, if it goes to game seven, the Dodgers will win, but. I think that Houston might be able to do this with this three-game set at home because they are on, on the in the postseason. You think they're you one think in they, five? They can sweep. The I think so. Games they're one in five on the road right now, but they're six and zero at Minute Maid Park. They are undefeated in the postseason at home, which I think is again we talk about that home fan base. I really think that if they if they can pull off, they haven't faced a team like the Dodgers though. Right. The Dodgers, if they can pull, you off can two make wins, the argument that they don't really have any flaws. Okay. And. I mean, look at that lineup. They're hitting. They're right. tearing the absolute cover off the ball right now. I agree with you. I think the um, Astros are doing not as well, but just. I mean, they're doing pretty well offensively. Yeah, but I mean, but hear me out. The, I think that the Astros are going to take two, mind you. But mm-hmm. the Dodger bullpen, minus Jansen last night, uh, has been lights out this whole postseason. Right. There, I don't see a way that they get swept in Houston. There is no way, a- unless a starter. And one of those games gets yeah, knocked out in like the somehow, second or third yeah. inning, and they have to use the bullpen all game. Right. But you're talking about guys like Brandon Morrow. Mm-hmm. A guy, well, they both absolute, exhausted bullpens last uh, night. Too. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about guys that are like absolute afterthoughts. Singrani came over from Cincinnati. Tony Watson came over from Pittsburgh. Um, guys that like have somehow are now throwing 96, 97 from the left side. Whether right. they're th- and they're throwing 93. In the re- in the middle of the regular season, these guys that are all juiced up to be in the, be in a World Series, be in LA, mm-hmm. be playing for this team, um, their bullpen's so good. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I I won't. I will refuse to believe until it happens <laughs> that the Dodgers, uh, the Astros are not gonna sweep um, their right, home well, games. We'll, it's, we'll see, Austin. It's just not gonna happen. I think I think if they can take the first two. That that momentum may carry them into an extra innings in that third game, but if it's like if it's win loss win, then I really don't see them being able to win another one in uh, another yeah another one in L.A. I think that L.A. is going to be too ready to go for those last two home games, which I really don't like the new system where it's two three two. I think it should go back to the two two one 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 because then it really you don't have that two back to back home games for that Mm-mm. for the Dodgers team. If it were, if it went L.A. Houston L.A. I think Houston might have a better chance at pulling off 
one of the later games. But because they're both in L.A., I think it's going to be interesting if it goes back there. It should be like uh, hockey is two two one one one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So I I I think I think it could go to that, but I I mean the MLB has had the same system for a while now. So when did they change it to the two three? I know. I have five no years idea. ago it was a two two one one one. I know for sure. Hmm. At least five years. If it wasn't four. Well. Because I know they changed the uh, the format. I, as maybe well. the World Series was different, but I'm. I think the system's fine. Um, okay. I, I don't. I don't think I'd change anything. I think, um, however you, however you shake it out, um, and you're looking at playing. It, it just drags the schedule out. Right. That's what I was thinking. Al- is that also, because you're, you're looking here to adding an extra off day in there. Travel so. day for each day. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the system's fine. Speaking of hockey, let's uh, get into the NHL. We've got uh, nice transition, by yeah, the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, I'm working on them. You know, mm-hmm. really getting into them. The uh, the Vegas Knights. What an incredible team this season! What an incredible season this team is having. Seven one and zero, fourteen points, and their only loss right now is a loss to Detroit, six to three. Second place in the Pacific, uh, it's in Pacific Division, and second place in the West. What are your thoughts on this amazing Vegas team? It's kind of surprising, isn't it? I'm, I, but is I think it though? There's a, they picked up so many good players. Yeah, but they're they picked up a bunch of kind of af- afterthoughts on these teams. I mean, you look at and also the the thing with Vegas is all, they're also down to their third string goalie. Well, they uh, well, played all three goalies this year and they've all got wins. I yeah, that's pretty incredible and, feat in itself. Uh, Malcolm Subban, who's terrible in Boston, uh, he well, he shut out the Bruins when they played him. Um, Fleury's out with a concussion. You, now they're on the third goalie. I have no idea what his name is. I don't um, but uh, <laughs> this team—I mean, this team—you're talking about guys from like Colin Miller from Boston. They let him go. Uh, really good young player. And then you're talking about guys like Perron that came over from St. Louis, Marcheseau from Florida, Neil from uh, James Neal from, from uh, Nashville. Yep. Yeah, um, and he was an outcast with two teams, right. in Pittsburgh and Nashville. Um, yeah, now and he's these guys are all absolutely killing it in, in Vegas. And um, I think uh, – I'm not so sure it's sustainable. I think they're still riding that – the fact that they had a, they've had what six home games in a row, yeah, it's or been something a lot, like that. A lot of home games, and then they're going to go on the road for a long mm-hmm. time, and I think that's when they're probably going to hit their hit their snag. Um, but I, I, I mean, this team's a lot better than I think people thought, and especially me. People thought that they would finish last in the West. Okay, I mean, they still could, but not. Right. But a team, uh, an expansion team, has never gotten out to the start like this, mm-hmm. and there, it, the it remains to be said. Team in seven of the first eight. Yeah, exactly, and, 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 and there, there, season. there's something to be said about that, and they're scoring, uh, scoring a ton of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, and um, you've got to give some credit to the coaching staff that came in there and say, hey, people don't think you're going to be able to do anything. Right. Um, you, you go out there and prove with them the chip wrong. On their shoulder, I think so. These are all kind of just like the like you were talking I think about so. the lower end players on each team, and now they found some way to jive. Maybe not, maybe not lower end, but right, I would say outcasts. Right, outcasts. Now I mean, the guys that weren't the main together, cogs yeah. in their team, guys that weren't the main cogs on their team, and now they're relishing that main cog role. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Cody Eakin in Dallas is another one that just didn't really fit, but now right. they're making the, they're mixing and matching players, mm-hmm. and, all, and with like 
no development system at ever. They were just picked in an expansion draft right. and just, hey, you're playing for us. Right. Okay. Well, you got to so, think that they thought about what they were going to do for their formations and such and yeah, pick players for that I, position. Exactly. This has been, I mean, you're talking about, about like, <laughs> you're, this, is an, uh, this is a franchise that, like, was just announced. You're looking at probably, what, 18, two, 18, 18 two months ago, ago two years ago, yeah. uh, and they've had uh, – Virtually none of these players that are playing right now are really like development players. Mm-hmm. They're all none of them are really draft Usually picks. Most are older players, right? Most are you older players. Like yeah, 25s ish and up. I would say twenty. Yeah, you're. Like, I mean, some no, guys really are in their thir- some guys are in their thirties too. Yeah. Um, Especially guys Yogi that are didn't go join them. <laughs> yeah, you never, hey, you never know. But um, he could next year. He, yeah, yeah, right. who, who knows if he wants to play at forty six? But yeah. I mean, uh, Gallant, their coach. There has to be something said about the job he's done, and mm-hmm. um, if this is somehow sustainable, then there's no reason why anybody should vote for anybody else other than him for coach of the year. Right. Um, it's it's an outstanding job so far. Right. So now let's let's talk about the controversy surrounding this Vegas team in that they they're doing so well as they picked up all these players, and a lot of people are starting to complain about oh, the only reason they're doing so well is because they were able to handpick whoever they wanted from, like, I guess, certain, from a certain list from each team, but they were still able to pick out exactly who they wanted. That's the way the expansion draft works. I right. Mean, Would th- you say they're going to change the expansion draft? Given if So let's say Vegas wins the Stanley Cup this year, which I <laughs> right now I'm not going to take them out of the playoffs, but I think that they later in the season, well, we can come and revisit that again. But this is an 82-game season. We're right. eight games in. Right. I, I think we need to <laughs> pump the brakes. Right. We, 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 we'll revisit it. But I think – so, hypothetically, let's say they make it to the playoffs, they make it to the conference finals. Sure. Do you think the NHL revisits this expansion draft and expansion team platform that they have in order to make it so that it's not as lopsided for that team? Because right now, if they make no. it in there in the inaugural season, I think – People are going to obviously complain about it, like, hey, there's a reason they did this because they have all these good players. Yeah, but they also have a disadvantage in that they don't have the development system yet that all these other clubs do. You're looking at players that can call up players from the uh, from the AHL. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. You're looking NHL at guys team. that are – well, they do, but, Which, I mean, it's it the Chicago Wolves, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. But um, you're, you're looking at all these teams that have, that have these established <coughs> AHL franchises. They can call guys up, send guys down. It's like – uh, the minor leagues of baseball, mm-hmm. um, and you can, um, and they don't have the draft picks as well playing for them. Right. So, when did they, they eventually get to go to the draft ba- next year? Right. They get to go into the draft, or is it two? Well, years? they they were in the draft, but all these guys are, all these guys that they drafted are um, playing in the AHL right now, and okay. I mean unless. Unless I'm missing somebody that's playing for them, I have no. Right, I, I have much. no idea. Yeah. All the guys that I've heard about play for them are established a, uh, NHL, NHL veterans. Players, so, yeah. um, without the development system, um, they're still at a very they're still at an extreme disadvantage to the to these other clubs. So, if they're complaining, then they're in the wrong. Right. Because they have the advantage, what's their excuse? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That good on Vegas yeah. for doing what they're doing right now. Right. I don't I'm think a, it's. I'm a, I, granted, I, it's yeah, it, it's not sustainable, um, but it's thoroughly impressive. Okay, so uh, last thing about Vegas, they are one victory away from matching the longest win streak in an inaugural season. They are going to play Colorado this Friday. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be 
pretty good game. I think they'll be able to come out of it and take a win out of that. Are they at home? No, uh, they are at home. Yes. Then they're winning. Yeah, of course they're. I think they start their road series after the weekend, and then they go on the road for. A they're going while. on the road for six or seven games to offset right. the six or seven games at mm-hmm. home. So, they'll they'll come back to earth. Believe me. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next one of the one of the next hottest teams in the NHL right now. Uh, the NA, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Stamkos and Kucherov on a ten point game streak or a ten game point streak. Uh, they've got one loss to the Devils in a shootout, and six of the nine games they've played, they're up five or more goals per game. Are the Lightning a very good contender for the Stanley Cup right now? I know, as you said, it's early in the season. I think we talked about earlier it would be Edmonton and uh, the Penguins, but do you think the Lightning are going to be able to throw their name into that ring? Um, as long as Stamkos stays healthy, I don't see why not. Um, I think that was a huge reason why they weren't as good last year as they right. were the year before. When they made the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. um, he broke his leg, right? It was uh, yeah. Well, yeah. he was good. he was dealing with a lot of stuff, and he was dealing with a lot of stuff the year before as well. Mm-hmm. And now that he's finally healthy, I think the Lightning are finally reaping the benefits of that. So, as long as he stays healthy for a full year, um, then they'll they'll be up there. Um, they finally made that switch at goaltender that I think a lot of people were looking for. Finally went okay. with Vasilevsky rather, right. uh, and Ben Bishop's now playing for Dallas. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing well at Dallas, isn't he? He's doing. He, he's been, He's okay. Followed Dallas. He's okay, but year. Dallas is like Dallas. They've got him, and then nobody else behind him. Essentially, they've mm-hmm. got a uh, pretty much Swiss cheese backup goaltender. So, okay. um, which is a lot of teams. I feel like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, some backup goalies are better than others, and he's mm-hmm. god awful. But, um, <laughs> yeah, if I think the key for Tampa Bay is just staying healthy. Um, as long as they stay healthy, then they'll they'll go deep in the playoffs. They have the talent that's mm-hmm. still left over from two years ago. So um, I know uh, Drew N's gone, but and then Bishop's gone, but uh, Jason Garrison's gone as well. But then they've got uh, he's playing for Vegas. But then mm-hmm. but uh, you've got everybody, pretty much everybody's still there. So why not? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think the Lightning are going to have uh, as long as they stay hot with Stamkos and Kucherov, they're going to be. Right up there in the playoff mix once time comes around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last topic that we've uh, touched on a little bit before, this McDavid-Crosby little rivalry that the NHL fans have kind of created. Even if they both admire each other and McDavid looked up to – they fans want to make it a rivalry, but Mc, uh, Crosby is basically oh, McDavid's yeah. idol. So mm-hmm. um, right, fans want to yeah. make it as, as interesting as they do. The media wants to make it as interesting mm-hmm. as they do, but uh, – this is no this is no rivalry between them. Right. I, I would say. They uh as you're talking about that these the stats for them each of them this year through nine games are it's basically even. Uh McDavid's got nine points, four goals, five assists, Crosby's got ten points, five goals, five assists. I think that they are it being McDavid being what, five, six years younger than Crosby? He's At putting least. up yeah, he's putting up the same numbers right now that Crosby's putting up in his not necessarily his prime, but up in when he's McDavid getting older. McDavid is 2020? 2021, something like that. And Crosby's 30? Right. So, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, does, does, that, does, that look, does that look bad on McDavid putting up such small numbers? I mean, the Oilers are second last right now in the Eastern Conference. And Western. Western Conference. But, yeah, you're looking at um, a guy that's just getting off to a slow start in McDavid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's I think a slow start. getting off to a slow start. It's a slow start really by his standards as well. That's a that's a fast start for anybody else that's not 
like right that's not Connor mcdavid or Sidney crosby exactly or ovechkin or, or taze um, or something yeah i mean he'll, he'll be fine they'll be fine i'm not too worried about it okay. um i think edmonton's still a pretty good shot making the playoffs they're still an outstanding team so i'm I, i'm not very concerned as long as he stays healthy as well i know he's had injury problems over the past mm-hmm. couple seasons so or they both have really but um mcdavid with his shoulder collarbone and crosby with all of his concussions so um the mcdavid will lead that team into the playoffs i'm not concerned okay whatsoever i also whatsoever i do think that mcdavid will we're all talking about we're all we're talking about this these kind of things that like people getting off to slow starts people getting off to fast starts Mm -hmm. edmonton and vegas are the polar opposites people thought that vegas was going to finish last and edmonton was going to finish first or second in the west Mm -hmm. and then you're looking at uh, and you're looking at this and how many games have they played nick how many eight nine nine, some between eight and ten games and how many games are there in a season i know i said it earlier about 180, no, 82. Yeah, yeah 82. <laughs> so, 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 listen. I think we're, we're we can talk about this this stuff right. all we want, but this right. is an 82 game season that ends in the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. We are in October, right? About to hit November. Exciting. We should not be uh, saying one team's going to make the playoffs over another right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. When you've got 70 games to go. Right. I agree with you there. I mean, look at uh, look at the MLB playoffs. There are a couple teams in there that I thought earlier this season wouldn't have a chance in there, and then there are teams that like let's, let's talk, we'll talk about the Brewers. The Brewers then they are supposed to have the worst season in their almost their history. They're supposed and they to lose up, 90, 100 games, right? Right, and now they had a great season. I agree with you. We can speculation all we want, but it'll it'll take a little bit of time to figure out who's doing what. It'll be interesting. Yeah. All yeah. right, so a topic that we weren't able to talk about last time that uh, I think we, should, we could talk about now is uh, the English Premier League football. Um, let's talk about Manchester City and the fact that they are 8-1-0, and 25 points, and a 28 positive 28 goal difference, and that they've scored 28 more goals than they've conceded. What is going on with Manchester City? Well, it's like me playing FIFA career mode. To be honest with you, it's like I'm it gonna uh, you're gonna have about 115 uh, goal difference. You're looking at um, people are saying that they could, they're better than the Arsenal Invincibles of 12 years ago, right? Uh, 14 years ago now. Uh, you're looking at um, an absolute juggernaut machine. Mm-hmm. That cannot be stopped. Yeah. Rolling through the biggest of competition. Well, it really rolling helps when they spend two hundred fifty million pounds on defense. But in the with the money in that league, anybody can do that if they want right. to. United's and done now that, that and United's done that. Chelsea and it ha- did and it's it. Still, and Chelsea did it. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham um, hasn't really spent a lot. Tottenham of money. hasn't done it. Liverpool hasn't done it. But if they want to be able to contend for a title, truly, they're going to need to. They're going to need to. Right. That's the name of the game now. Is mm-hmm. spending two hundred million. Which on, is uh, a terrible million, way to play the game. I think two hundred million euros, two hundred million pounds on these. On these players, and it's and it's paying dividends for mm-hmm. once. Um, the only team that started out better than them was the 05-06 Chelsea team with Jose Mourinho. They actually ended up winning the league. They had nine wins in the first like ten games of the season, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, I, listen. I mean, yeah. it, it's very clear that they're going to win the league. They were the preseason pick to win the league mm-hmm. from everybody. Um, with good reason, but they hadn't right. seen. But they had also never not seen them play yet. Correct. Now they've seen them play nine games, and I'm they are going to impressed. roll. Yeah, through this league. I don't think any team has any roll. shot at doing anything with them. United's, they had a couple hiccups, yeah. 
but they still were able to beat Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. They uh, absolutely destroyed Liverpool at home, which they right. never do. Liverpool generally beats them. They've had, what is it, 4-1 versus Wolverhampton, 7-2 versus Stoke, 5-0 Crystal versus Crystal Palace, 6-0 versus Watford, 5 overs Liverpool. Like, those are unheard of numbers Rolling. for any team. Rolling. Well, the Wolves league. game was in a cup. But but uh, they are going to absolutely steamroll this league, even mm-hmm. when Paul Pogba comes back from Man United. Yeah, they still look a little bit disjointed. I'm not very happy about um, it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the if City might lose a couple of games, but mm-hmm. that might they they might break Chelsea's win record from last year. Oh, so Chelsea was the first team to ever win 30 of 38 in a pre- in right. a Premier League season. Mm-hmm. Man City may win 31 or 32. I think they could easily win up to 35 games. 35 would be something. They play they're Well, so have they drawn one already? Yep, they've drawn one. So they are So they would only that that's only two draws in the right. last 29 games. Yeah. That would be something else. That would be Well, let's look at their the rest of their schedule. They play uh West Bromwich Albion on Saturday. So something tells me if they don't win that game. Anybody that's not named Spurs, United, Spurs, United, or um, maybe Arsenal or Chelsea. 